0: Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Millionaire Real Estate Agent Podcast. I'm Jason Abrams, and this is the place where we lift the curtain on the world of real estate like never before. Every week, I sit down with visionaries, pirates, and mavericks. We're here to document, demonstrate, and most importantly, demystify their game-changing models and systems. What secrets propel them to the top, and how are they living their dreams? This is about passion, it's about strategy, but above all, it's about real, tangible success. So buckle up and let's dive in. This is the Millionaire Real Estate Agent Podcast. You know the problem with the face pages and the Insta Twitters? It's that it's filled with all sorts of people that have nothing interesting to say. I promise you, if you went and spent the next hour on the face pages scrolling through indefinitely, you would hear about a bunch of things that simply don't matter. But if you were lucky enough to stumble onto the Shift Pivot Facebook group, you would find Absolute Pure Genius. I know that because I've hung out there before. You know who else hangs out there? 115,000 other real estate agents curated by none other than James Shaw. James Shaw is an amazing man. This is somebody who wakes up every day for his entire career simply trying to help others. He did it as a Keller Williams team leader, he did it as a real estate coach, and now he does it as the curator of the Pivot Shift Facebook community. This is a group that wakes up every single day, they run a call every single day, they meet every single day, they pour into each other every single day, and all of the content is about how real estate agents can live bigger lives. Friends, he is about to give you the secret to making sure that you get this year set on the right footing. He is gonna tell you exactly what to do and how to plan for it. And over the next 40 minutes, if you're careful, you could walk away with a complete business model that is so effective and so simple, you won't believe it. Friends, buckle up. This is James Shaw. James Shaw, what is up? How are you, sir? I'm great, Jason. How about you? I am fantastic, and I just got to get out of the way early. I'm a fan, my friend. I listen to you on a daily basis in your Facebook group. I love what you're doing.
1: Thank you. Well, we're fortunate to do it, and uh, I don't know, it's changing people's lives, so I'm excited that you're listening and that others do the same.
0: How did it happen for you? No one just starts with 100,000 people in a Facebook group. (laughs) How how did you find this? Because I would say calling. What you're doing seems as much like a holy calling to help people as anything I've ever seen.
1: Well, thank you. It, it was an accident, to be truthful with you. I mean, a, a legit accident. The, when the pandemic hit, I was at family reunion in Mexico. So, you know, all the international regions do their own family reunion, and they had invited me to speak as you know, a master faculty member for KWU on some shift stuff. And so I'm there, and, the, and everything's shutting down while I'm in Mazatlan, Mexico. And my initial thought was, uh, we are going to see uh, uh, this crash in the market. Like like what, what happened is the opposite of what I thought was going to happen, which is, you know, so crazy to me that people now love to join my Facebook group to learn because I got it wrong from the beginning. But I, but I thought we were going to see this turndown. And so many of our people, Jason, had never experienced a declining market, right? The first time they experienced one was the last couple of years, but they had never experienced one. I had as a team leader. And so I thought, okay, let's, Let's do something to keep them moving in the right direction. And so we started this little daily call and, and started the Pivot Shift Ahead Facebook community that, that KW was a, was a great supporter of and, and ran right alongside with. And um, yeah, we are, be, we'll celebrate four years of this daily call coming up in March. It's just absolutely wild.
0: So when you say the word shift, at, mm-hmm. at KW, we all kind of, we know what that means, but mm-hmm. we, we draw a very diverse audience from all over the world, James. What is a shift?
1: Well, I mean, technically, according to the SHIFT book, a SHIFT would be a transition from one market to another. So it goes from a seller's market to a buyer's market or a buyer's market to a seller's market. But what it's come to mean to me is something, I don't know, something different. We're always shifting. There's always change going on in our world and in our lives. And so many of the practices that Jay and and Gary and Dave wrote about in, in SHIFT, we can apply all the time, which is literally we have talked about this book And we talked about the others too, MREA and others. But we've we've talked about the same book for four years every day and still learn something new every day. That's the wild part about it.
0: That's so interesting to me. And that's really a book of models. I mean, at the end of the day, just like MREA, which gives you the business models for a real estate agent, the shift book gives you the models when change happens, which Gary always says, change is inevitable. Participation is optional. James, why do you think these book of models works for so many people?
1: Well, the bottom line is it removes your ability to have to come up with ideas. The ideas have been documented. There are people who've lived before us who've run these plays. Our job is to learn the play and then run the play. That's what I've said for years, right? Learn the plays, run the plays. And, And that's what these models and these books allow us to do is figure out what's working for people. How can I implement that at a base foundational level and then get creative on top of it? How can I add my own personality or my my own idea or strategy on top of this foundational piece? And I think that's why the books and the models inside the books work so well.
0: It seems like when people talk about a shift, they often do it um, during times of change going downward. They say the market is shifting, wah, wah. But your take is that the market is always shifting. Why do you think people don't recognize the shift in going up as they do so acutely as the shift going down?
1: That's a good question. Well, first of all, the market shifts constantly. We have seasonality in just about every single you know, market that, that is represented here, right? Wherever someone's listening, they have seasonality. So it might be different times of the year, but there are times where you sell more homes as a market than you do in other times. So that always happens. The, the thing I think we have to recognize is, and you brought it up earlier, Gary has always said that, that change is inevitable, participation is optional. I think that the state of the market, quite frankly, is irrelevant to an individual agent. I don't think it means anything to any one person. And that if you know what your goal is, there's always going to be enough for you, whether the market is going up or going down. You know, when, when I go out and teach and you get out there too, Jason, and, and I always ask, what, what's your goal this year? How many homes do you want to sell? 36? Okay. So there'll be, there were 4 million transactions last year. Looks like there was enough for you. Like go find your 36. And, and that's ultimately what it is, is recognizing that the state of the market really should have very little impact on your opportunity, but it may dictate how you participate in it. How, what your lead generation strategy needs to look like. What your, what your follow up plays need to be. That, that's going to have an impact on that. Right now, it takes more conversations to have a closing than it did two years ago. Uh, but you know what? In the summer, it'll probably take fewer conversations than it takes right this moment. So we have these macro and micro shifts that are happening all the time.
0: What are you, when you look at your crystal ball right now, and I'm not asking you to predict the future, mm-hmm. as we sit today, what do you think are the most important models or what's the most important model that a real estate agent has to keep in mind?
1: I think the first thing is you need a model of consistency. Are you getting up and doing the right thing day in and day out? The the people who win are the ones who are obsessed with consistency. When you And, and by the way, Jason, we're all consistent. The, the, the question is... Um, is, is your kind of daily schedule, is your, the, is your model of consistency you're following a secret sauce for you or a silent killer for you? It's one or the other. If it's a secret sauce for you, it means that what you do is you get up and every day you're doing some type of, of practice. Uh, you're doing some preparation and then you're taking purposeful action. I call those the three P's of this market. It's, 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 it's preparation, practice and purposeful action. And if you're doing those three things every day or more days than you aren't doing them, then you're going to succeed. You have no choice to because you're doing the right things every day. So now your consistency becomes your secret sauce. But for some people, it's this silent killer. And their consistency is they don't prep. They don't practice. They don't take purposeful action in their business. They, they kind of, I call it the wake up and wonder. They wake up and wonder, what am I going to do today? Who should I talk to today? what oh you know what let's have a client event on saturday like i mean they just wake up and wonder what they're supposed to do that that leads to you know you not reaching your goals that puts you behind and and so i want your consistency to be a secret sauce for you
0: i love that all right if consistency is number one what else do i need to be thinking about
1: well okay so the next is are you running the right place so so first we want to get consistent and and let me back up jason i think we don't need to be consistent for the whole, the whole day, right? Your day is going to vary. There are days you have showings, days you don't have showings, days you have appointments, days you don't have appointments, whatever. But that core three to four hours in the morning needs to be pretty consistent. You know, you, you wake up and you prep, you practice and you take purposeful action. Now, after that, I think that the, the next thing that determines whether or not, you know, you're hitting your goals, the next piece of the model is, do you know how you've won at the end of the day? Because it's easy, we can get up and we can go, all right, so I did some prep today. I figured out who I needed to talk to or what my message needed to be. I did some role play and practice with my accountability partner. And then you know what, I, I called some people in my database. So then the next question would be, well, did you get the result you want? And I think one thing we want to think about, especially in a market like this, is uh, do we hit one of two things daily? Number one, did you schedule a listing appointment that day? Or number two, did you add a qualified lead to the pipeline? And I learned this from my friend, Kristen Jungles in Chicago. And she said, when she was talking to her coach, her coach was asking her, well, Kristen, you're doing all the right stuff, but yet do you feel like you have the results that you want? She said, not really. I don't see this bump up in business. And he said, okay, well, let's change the way we look at whether or not we're winning. We know we're winning if we schedule a listing appointment today or if we add a qualified lead to the pipeline. Jason, so many agents stop before they get to that point. Uh, they, they, they go and they think, okay, I need to make 20 contacts today. And I made my 20 contacts. But but did you what did you get back for that 20 contacts? And unless you got a viable lead that you're going on an appointment for this week, or, or someone that you've added to the pipeline for future business, I don't know that you have one. So I'd, I'd say first step one is consistency in your morning schedule. Step two is knowing whether or not you succeeded at the end of the day, and the way you succeed is, did you schedule a new listing appointment or did you add a viable lead to the pipeline?
0: So that second one, that, that should inform me for the third one, which is, am I running the right play? Is that right?
1: I think so. I mean, if you aren't getting the result you want, you have to go back and look at the plays that you're running. Am I am I putting myself in a position to get the best amount of business possible? Which is why, I, you know, I've always introduced to our people inside of Pivot Shift Ahead the this 5 p.m. protocol. And we've had what we call the 15th protocol has been around forever, which is something that MAPS coaching has taught us. And, and, and if you're not halfway to your goal, on the fifteenth of the month, then here are the predetermined action steps that that you need to take in order to be on track, to get back on track. But I in this market, I think waiting to the fifteenth is just too late. So it, it, first, we're going to get consistent in our morning. Second, we're going to go and measure: uh, did I get a, a, an active lead added to the pipeline or a new listing appointment? And if we get to five p.m. and we and those things didn't happen, then we need a list of predetermined steps we take before we go home. And and the way I look at a 5 p.m. protocol is it's something you could do in 20 minutes or less that you could do sitting down at your desk or driving home in the car. And Jason, it could be as simple as I'm going to call five past clients who I drive past their home on the way home today and just tell them, hey, you know what? I drove past your house today and it made me think of you and I'm just grateful to have you as a client. You can just leave them voicemails. It could be hop on your Instagram before you go home and scroll and comment on five different people's posts or send them a DM. Oh my gosh, I saw what you did over the weekend. That looks so much fun. I just love following you on Instagram. But you know, simple stuff like that, that at least gives you some momentum going into the new day. That would be a, a way just to, if you didn't get kind of that winnable result, at least you've left with something that makes you feel like you have a little bit of momentum.
0: Stop the tape. You know why? Because I remember when the 15th protocol was the single hottest thing that anybody wanted to talk about. And I haven't heard it lately. And I don't think it's because it stopped being one of the most powerful time hacks there is. Here's the way this works. All of us are going to set goals around actions that we need to take in any certain period of time. Originally, it was this is what I'm going to accomplish in the next 30-day period. Then if you get to the 15th of the month, in this case, the 15th day, and you weren't on track to make it happen, you had already agreed with yourself on what you were gonna do to change your activity levels. So if this was around getting listings and you were gonna get 10 in the month and you hit the 15th and you only had two, you knew that you were about to ramp up lead generation. You were gonna treat the next 15 days with more urgency and more activities than you treated the last 15 days. James is saying when the market shifts, you may need a five o'clock protocol, meaning every single day at 5 p.m., either it happened or it didn't. And if it didn't, I'm going to do these two, these three, these four things. I think that everybody should have a little protocol in their life when things don't go the way that they hoped it would go. Because if you don't, you know what happens? Nothing. Nothing happens. The next day happens. The next month happens. The next week happens. The next year happens. And before you know it, you look back at a life not fulfilling your maximum potential. Friends, what's your five o'clock protocol. What's your 15th of the month protocol? Heck, do you have one? If you don't, that's the opportunity. When you stop the car, I want you to write down the 15th protocol or the 5 p.m. protocol. This is something every one of us can do. I think it's brilliant. It's consistency. Then it's tracking. Did I win today? Did I set an appointment? Did I add a qualified person into the pipeline? And if not, at 5 p.m., I'm going to do something different for 20 minutes to give myself a better shot. What is it that I'm going to do? And you're suggesting that if I don't know what that thing is, if I don't plan it in advance, odds are it's not going to happen.
1: Yeah, I would recommend you come up with five different options so that if you have to do one every day in the week, you have five different plays to run or you can pick and choose. But if we leave it to ourselves within the moment to come up with some idea, um, I I think that's way too much pressure. If instead, what I'd rather do, and this is what you're doing such a great job at with with the playbooks and, and the podcast, is there are people who are winning every single day. Go figure out what they're doing and just run that. I mean, we see that every day inside of Pivot Shift Ahead. They're just... We're learning what's working for people and running the play. I am not a theory person. I think you can go to a lot of different educational pieces. Somebody's traveling the country saying, come take my class on seven ways to grow your business. But they're really just seven theories to grow your business. These are not proven strategies that work. And I don't have time for theory. Maybe when the market's hot and everything is selling, we can play around with theory. But I need winnable strategy because we don't have time to waste. So give me the seven actual strategies that are working today for people and go run those. But I think you would agree with me on that. Enough with theory and let's get into strategy that works.
0: A hundred percent. I love the model that you just gave us. James, as you kind of think, and I'm not gonna hold you to it, what mm-hmm. are two or three or four of the strategies that you're seeing right now that you know are working?
1: Well, bottom line, it's database first, right? And we know that. The In fact, someone mentioned this on on the call today. She's been following the DTD2 schedule, right, for a year. And DTD2, of course, is the, the, the do the database to two letters by last name every week out of your database that we've learned from Steve Schleter and Tammy Youngs. So they taught us that through their MAPS program and in bold. And this agent, you know, we talk about it a lot in our group. And this agent said, you know what, I've, I've been doing it. And I said, how often do you do it? And she said, I did it great in Q1 of 23, fell off in Q2 of 23, and then got back on in, in Q3 and 4. And she says, I, they, I call them every quarter and they get a mailer from me every month and she's just running the play. And she said today, she got a, uh, or yesterday or over the weekend, she got a call from someone that's ready to list. And, and she said, here was the key. It was someone who I've been following on my DTD2. They've never responded to anything. They've never returned a call. They've never returned an email. They've never, ever responded. But then over the weekend, they called and said, hey, we've been hearing from you and getting your stuff. We're ready to sell our house. Can you come help us? I think that's the very first play. We have to go all in on the database. And the simplest way to do it is to follow that DTD2 schedule and stay in front of them. Jason, the reason people stop doing it is because of what I just told you. They don't get a reply. The person doesn't answer the email. They never call back. And so they go, I don't want to do it. I think we have to remember that just because we don't hear them doesn't mean they don't hear us. So we have a responsibility to reach out and stay in touch and follow up. So that's number one, DTD2. Number two, events are mandatory. Jason, client events are absolutely mandatory in this market. We have to do them. Now, they don't have to be big summer blowout events, right? This does not have to be some wild, over-the-top, it costs you $10,000, and and it can be very simple. It it can be as simple as we're doing a picnic in the park, bring your family and you hire a a balloon artist to come and do it and 15 people show up. It doesn't matter to me. But the thing about an event is it gives you a reason to touch. If if, if you look at it, it, that's probably one event is likely 10 touches. You're going to do an email. You're probably going to do a mailer. You're going to send a text and you're going to call. And and then you're going to send some sort of reminder. So I think you've got to do some type of a event strategy once a quarter. And then the next thing I would do is some sort of call-in or opt-in strategy once a quarter. So a call-in or opt-in would be, hey, we're giving away, you know, uh, for the summer, we're going to give away a big green egg. In honor of Father's Day and summer cookouts, we're going to give away a big green egg. All you got to do to win that is to visit our website and register or call us on this day. And, and, and check in with us and we'll add your name to the list. And, and it's that, those simple things, if you get into a flow of that kind of stuff, I think you'd be in good shape. I think one thing, Jason, agents need to remember is that, that we sell houses as a byproduct of providing value to the community. And when you provide immense value to the community as a real estate professional, people will want to do business with you. And and so if, if we think of an event as a way to give back to the community, reaching out to our database and updating on their home value is a way to give back to the community. Sponsoring something in your area, a food drive or something, is, that's giving back to your community. When we go all in on community and support the community, opportunity will come to us.
0: You know, everything you're saying, I'm sitting here and I'm like, duh, duh. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. not because it's not genius, it's in the simplicity, but yeah, you got to call your database quarterly. You got to do a quarterly yeah. client event. You got to yeah. do an opt-in once a quarter, and you got to be passionate about giving back to the place that we live and sell real estate.
1: Well, the thing about this business, Jason, is it's not that hard. I'm a, I'm a simple person. Like I, I I don't like to get super complex. Literally for four years, every day I get up and do the same thing every day. Every morning I've done the same thing, and it's. And it's turned out to work for me, right? We've built a business out of it. We're adding immense value to people because of it. Um, I'm learning because of it as well. It's, it's, but it's the same thing every day. And, and, and I always tell people, I'm not that smart because people, are, oh, James, you're the smartest person. No, I'm not the smartest person. But you know what? I know the shift book and I know the models inside the shift book and I know MREA and I know the models inside MREA. So I know where to go find the answer but the business is not that hard. We just have to learn it and then go do what Gary and Jay and Dave have told us to do.
0: It's so, What you can't see, friends, because I'm looking, I'm talking to him, is he holds up the shift book and he holds up the MREA book and it literally looked like Costanza's wallet. It's got <laughs> Post-it notes coming out of it and pages are bent. It's, it's literally Jason, twice the size because of Jason, all of his notes.
1: this is my MREA. I'm holding it up. It's in pieces. This is my it's my original MREA I got when I joined Keller Williams in in two thousand and five, uh, and it's it's the original that I went with Holly Prescott and highlighted and took notes in, and uh, it's it's fallen apart. But I'm telling you, I don't know what we would do without these things. Like because if without the books, then we have to come up with the ideas, and that is so much pressure. But now what what we have is the foundation to build on top of, and then we can create you know, uh, ideas and, and, and stuff on top of that. And that's the key to using these models.
0: That's why I wrote with Gary and Jay, the MREA playbook volume one, which came out at Megacamp, which is cool. Here's a hundred one page ideas that build on the foundation that was already set. And I'm going to come out with another, a volume two in 24, James, here's the thing. You can sit in a room and have creative ideas, and that's a lot of fun, and I'm not downplaying it, but you can also simply take a proven tactic that rolls up to a proven strategy and simply improve on it, and I think that's a heck of a lot faster.
1: Oh, I agree with you 100%. I think the the thing about the two books, and I, I was always surprised. You know, I spent eight years as a team leader, several years as a MAPS coach. I was always surprised by the number of people who owned them but never read them. And, um, and I would just, I would recommend maybe reading them and highlighting in it and getting familiar with the proven best practices that agents have used in the past. And- Stop
0: the tape. James, did you just say <laughs> with a straight face, I would recommend reading the books would, you already I have? Would have? <laughs> I would
1: recommend reading them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I would do that. Yeah. So yeah, I too well, would well, recommend Here's reading. why, Jason, I'll tell you why, because again, um, you know, People will come to me and ask questions all the time. James, what should I do in my business? How should I do this? And the answer I give is one that they could freely get on their own if they read one of the two books, right? Or, or the one thing. Another. I mean, just Just read the stuff. It's right there. The answers are right there. And so if we read them and then run the play, we're going to be in good shape.
0: I want to shift gears real quick, okay. and I won't yep. keep you on this topic for long, but I okay. sent Great. you a text message in 2021. And it was maybe 5.40, 6 o'clock in the evening. And I said, James, I have the opportunity of a lifetime. Call me back. And you wrote back, I am done taking phone calls for the day. I'm with my family, but (laughs) I will get back to you tomorrow at 9 o'clock. I hope that's okay. And I got to be honest with you, I was floored by it. Because I literally wrote the opportunity of a lifetime. I've never seen anybody uh, demonstrate like that what were you demonstrating in that moment and what's the model that you use to protect your time
1: okay th- thank you for asking that and and thank you for talking to me anyway but the 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 i think the first thing we have to remember is um we get to determine you know, when we're working and when we're not. And we likely got into this business because we wanted the flexibility to be with our family when we wanted to be with our family. And yet so many of us don't do it. We don't hang out with our family. And I remember a time it was a mega camper family reunion where Gary said, don't tell people you're available 24-7 and then get mad if they text you at 10 30 p.m. Like you can't, you can't say I'm available and then be mad when they reach out. So I've always been one that has said, you know, when when I'm at work, I'm going to be at work. When I come in the office, we're going to go all in and do the stuff I need to do, so that when I can go home, I can go home. And you know, quite frankly, my wife is better looking than you, and my daughter is a lot more fun to hang out with than you. So I would rather be with them when I'm at home, and that's just the attitude I've had. And um, look, it doesn't mean that I certainly don't at times do things at home because they need to get done. But I really try to set up that boundary. And I think that came from. Uh, when I was a, a team leader, my second round as a team leader, I was also coaching bold at the same time. And so I was I was in bold, a bold room on Monday and Tuesday and in the market center Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And so I had to very much, com- uh, what's the word, compartmentalize, right? I had to put it in these little buckets of, all right, I'm a bold coach right now. So I got to go out and do my bold stuff. All right, now I'm in the market center. So this is when we've got to grow the market center. Okay, now I'm at home and my family is given up time on Monday nights and Sunday nights, cause I wasn't home. So I need to be at home. And I think if we are just present wherever we are and, and participate in whatever we're supposed to be doing at that time, our life is a lot better.
0: I love that. I love it. All right, if people wanna get more of you and more of this, how do they do that? Where do they go?
1: Well, the first is join the Pivot Shift Ahead Facebook community. There's 116,000 people in there. So if you're not, you're the re- weird one, quite frankly. So you'll find it on Facebook. It's Pivot Shift Ahead. And, and we'd love to have you in there. We do a daily call that's free that we, we're starting. Uh, we'll have our four-year anniversary coming up soon. Uh, so we'd love to see you inside of that. It's 7.30 Eastern every morning. And we live stream it in the Facebook group. And then, uh, Jason, like you, I love interviewing people that are doing great things. And so I have a ton of those interviews that you can find at jamesdshaw.com.
0: That is awesome. James, we would like to invite you to the lightning round. Now, we are going to ask you a series of questions in quick succession, and we want the first thing that comes to your mind. James, will you join us? Sure. Let's do it. What is your favorite color? Blue. What is your favorite sound?
1: My favorite sound? I think it's my child laughing, Naomi laughing.
0: Stop the tape. James, if I told you that that is the number one answer, we get it more often than anything else. Here's my question. Did you enjoy it more when she was really little? Because that belly laughing when they're like three is hysterical. It's
1: awesome. awesome. I love it. You know, I always tell people every age is my favorite. She's almost 12 So I'll take a laugh at 12, just so I'm going to take In fact, I'd be really happy when she laughs at 12, quite frankly. (laughs) Uh, But I'll take a laugh at 12 or a laugh at three all day.
0: Perfect. All right, back in. James, what's your favorite
1: food? Uh, My favorite food, I would say, is chicken. I like chicken. Cupcakes, too. Big fan of cupcakes. Chicken and cupcakes. Friends, there it is. Uh, Favorite movie? Friday. It's so good. It is so good. And I, I think I watched it for the first time on a bootleg VHS copy at a friend's house in 1996. But absolutely, that movie is my favorite movie of all time.
0: Friends, I would never have guessed that James Shaw would be a fan yeah. of Friday. I love my that. My favorite movie, yeah. Um, is there a book, doesn't have to be a new one, that you've mm-hmm. read, other than, than than one of the Gary and Jay books, mm-hmm. yeah. that you think that the world should read?
1: Finish by John Acuff. I think the thing about that book that's so great is that a lot of us start things. We've got great ideas for stuff. It's getting to the finish line where we struggle. And when I read that book by John, uh, that was a game changer for me. I was a, a, a constant starter and a, and a never finisher. And, and so I appreciate what he taught me in that book. And he's a really funny dude.
0: I love his point about finishing things begins with doing less stuff.
1: Yeah. all right. You got to narrow it down and figure out what are the key activities. And and I'd add on top of that, if you gave me a a favorite book, part B, uh, right now it's 10X is easier than 2X. That's Dan Sullivan and Ben Hardy. And I think that book right now would be a great one for any high producer to read because you've really in this market got to narrow to the key things and not get lost in the 80%.
0: It's a fantastic book, by the way. Okay. Uh, Other than this one, Uh, is there a podcast that you like to listen to that you think everyone would benefit from?
1: Well, I just, I would say, listen to positively dad. Now that would be my podcast. And I haven't done a new episode in a couple of years, but there's plenty of them out there. Uh, but the, the purpose behind that one was to help us become better parents, partners, and people. That was the way I looked at it. Uh, but again, I'd go back. I I like, I like a lot of the stuff that John Acuff does. And I think his, all it takes is a goal podcast is really good. It's similar to this, where he wants to go step by step by step, but he talks to people obviously in any industry. And so we can learn a lot from him in that podcast.
0: There it is, friends. James, thank you for everything that you're doing for the entire real estate industry. We
1: are grateful. My pleasure, Jason. Thanks so much. There it is. I, I told you it was going to be unbelievable.
0: I told you that. And what would be more fitting? Then to wind down this episode, then with a reading by none other than Gary Keller and Jay Papasan when they wrote the book Shift. Remember, the Pivot Shift Facebook group is literally about the book Shift. They read it, they talk about it, they tear into it. Here's what it says. Without a doubt, achieving success takes more than just wanting it or visualizing it. Success takes action. And sometimes those actions will be hard and sometimes they'll be easy. Keep challenging yourself long enough and you will experience both. Everyone who is successful has this in common. They accept a challenge, take action, and sometimes encounter circumstances that are tough and other times that aren't so tough. And this is where the possible and the probable part. Listen to this, friends. In the real estate business, success is possible for all, but only probable for those who take action this is the moment this was the podcast friends go forth take action live life and be bold this was james shaw there it is that wraps another episode friends i don't know what you're taking out of this I really don't. I'll tell you what I want you to be taking out of it, which is these are the people that are having tremendously big lives. And the reason it's happening is because they're setting up the models and systems to do just that. Gary Keller told me that leadership is teaching people how to think so that they do the things they need to do when they need to do them, so that ultimately they get the things they want when they want to have them. And that's what I want for you. You're all leaders but it begins with leading ourselves. If you're enjoying this podcast, I want you to click the subscribe button anywhere that you get your podcasts. We want to be the voice in your head every single week and every week we're dropping new content. We also send out a newsletter at the conclusion of every show to make sure that you get the highest points and the models and systems that were discussed. So if you want to sign up, I need your name and your email address. Head over to the Millionaire Podcast.com millionaireagentpodcast.com enter your name and your email address and every week that newsletter will be in your box friends you just went on a journey I hope that what happens between now and the next time we meet is absolutely wonderful for you thanks for listening I'll see you next week
1: this podcast is for general informational purposes only The views, thoughts, and opinions of the guest represent those of the guest and not KWRI and its affiliates and should not be construed as financial, economic, legal, tax, or other advice. This podcast is provided without any warranty or guarantee of its accuracy, completeness, timeliness, or results from using the information.